Well, good morning. If you would, would you go to Matthew chapter 15? Matthew chapter 15. Oh, what a God we serve. Amen? Amen. So good to see you. Trust you're enjoying your summer. Summer's still here, but school starts up. So, amen. Matthew chapter 15. Let's, I'm going to read from the New King James Version. And we'll begin with verse 21. The Bible says, Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her, Not a word, not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. And then Jesus answered and said, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Spent a few minutes this morning preaching about prevailing faith. Prevailing faith. Father, we thank you for your word. Give us ears to hear and hearts to receive. And give us the ability, O oh God, to apply this word, the truth of this story, to our present situation. That we might walk in the fullness of the faith. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, prevailing faith. This morning we look at the moving story of a Canaanite mother who approached Jesus for the healing of her daughter. This story gives us an example of the kind of faith that God wants all of us to have, a prevailing faith, an overcoming faith, a faith that goes the distance, a faith that hangs on until the answer comes. And our story should really inspire us to believe and to persist, to trust God, even when things seem contrary, when the answer is being delayed and um, it seems like, we're being denied. And Jesus in this story, he had gone to this region really to get away for a season. He had taken his disciples for some privacy and some preparation before the last part of his ministry. But when this foreigner finds out that Jesus is nearby, she seeks him out. And there were many obstacles in her way, yet she overcomes them all by faith. And she gets what she needs. Her faith was great. Because she persisted in asking and in coming and in believing that even when everything seems against her, when others would have turned back or maybe others would have just given in to the discouragement, this mother believed that Jesus could meet her need. And I want you to know He can meet your need. Regardless of what that need is, there's nothing too hard for the God we serve. There is nothing too great for the one we boast of. This mother believed that Jesus could meet her need, and she would not let him go until she received an answer. And you know, great faith has a tenacity to it. Confident that God can. Relentless, resolved not to let him go. Until he does. Let's walk through this story together. Number one, the desperate mother. Let's look at the desperate mother. Verses 21 through 23. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Cana, a Greek, a Syrophoenician, came from that region and cried out, Lord, have mercy on me. My daughter is severely demon-possessed, but he answered her not a word. And then the disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away. She cries out after us. Number one, the desperate mother, the desperate mother. Number one, we recognize that she had a daughter that was in trouble. 
She had a daughter that was severely or terribly demon-possessed. The New American Standard actually says cruelly demon-possessed, tormented, afflicted. There was no natural physician that could heal her. The false idols and the false gods of her upbringing, of her nation, were futile and helpless. And you know, we live in a world, if we could be honest, we live in a world that has troubles. Problems abound, physical, spiritual, within families, within nations, within the cities of the world. In fact, Jesus said, in this world you will have troubles. And like this woman in our story, men are limited, men are confused. The gods of humanism in this age are finite, they're futile. But Jesus, thank God He's able And thank God He's available. We don't have to run here. We don't have to run there. But we know Him who said, Call on me and I will answer thee. We know the one that said, Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. So whatever your problem is this morning, and again, it could be something physical, emotional. It could be a family issue. But Jesus is your answer. And He's He's able and he is available to meet every need even in the lives of believers that know and love god we are not exempt from the troubles that are common to men but though we are afflicted like others we have the promise god will deliver us out of every one of them and we hold on and we believe that and we see a woman she was desperate Because she had no answer and her daughter that she dearly loved was being troubled and harassed and tormented. I want you to know if you don't have an answer, Jesus is your answer. If men have shaken their head and they said there's nothing we can do, there is one you can call on. There is one you can look to. His name is Jesus Christ. He is the Son of the living God. All power and authority in heaven and earth belong to Him. And He's able to reach in and heal that marriage. He's able to reach in and squeeze that heart and make that blood flow like it's never flown before. He is able to lift that burden. He is able to break that hold. And He is able to refresh and revive you and give you the strength that you lost somewhere long ago. He can give you a new start. He can give you a new beginning. You might have a problem. I declare to you, Jesus Christ, He is our problem solver. Can you say amen? She had a daughter in trouble. She had a detour to get around. You know, it's not always easy. Can you say amen? Let's not make believe it is. No sense in lying in church. It's not always easy. The counselors wouldn't have so much business if it was that easy. (laughs) Not always easy. But the Bible calls it a fight of faith. The Bible tells us there is an enemy. Of men's souls. But one thing is for sure. Child of God. If you don't quit. You can't lose. If you fall get back up. If you've strayed get back. And make a fresh altar. And get back on track with God. If you don't quit. You can't lose. Never forget the Bible says. He that began. A good work in you. He shall complete it. That says that God is committed to His people. And you might be within the sound of my voice and you're not where you need to be with God. You know you're not where you need to be with God. Well, don't just try to ignore it. Don't you dare try to deny it. Come clean and let God fill you fresh. Come clean and let God stir your heart afresh. Come before the Lord with a surrendered and humble heart. And ask the living God to breathe a breath of life upon your weary soul. To give you the faith and the courage and the zeal you once had. And let those things that are troubling and harassing. Let those things that are weighing you down and afflicting your heart. Let those things break away. As the power of the living God embraces you and ignites you afresh. She had detours to get around. Don't be so easy to quit. When you're walking the walk of God, don't be so easy to give in to every detour. It's a fight of faith. Hell doesn't want you accomplishing what God's called you to accomplish. Hell is more than happy to cut a deal so that you'll 
accept the status quo when God's called you to a higher place. There's detours. What detours did she have? Number one, her nationality was a detour. Her race was a detour. Her race was against her. She was a Gentile. She wasn't a Jew. You, you might say, uh, my race is against me. If you got Jesus, your race can't be against you. If you're born again, your race doesn't matter. God's able to bless you when man wants to oppress you. God is a good God. If you belong to Jesus, don't use that race excuse. Just seek the Lord and walk with the Lord, and He'll bless you going in. He'll bless you coming out. Come on, say amen. Hallelujah. Her sex was against her. She was a woman in a male-dominated world. Satan was against her. Her poor little daughter being harassed by demon powers. The disciples wanted to send her away. Jesus, it even seems like Jesus, is ignoring her. It was not an easy situation. Yet she triumphs because of her faith. And so can you. You can keep believing. When others give up, you can keep trusting when others are surrendering. You can keep embracing the good promises of God when others are giving in to complaining and surrendering. Oh God, give us such faith as we face the troubles and the detours. And here she has to deal and overcome with the delays, the delays of life. Verse 23, And Jesus answered her not a word. Oh, the silence of heaven. The silence of heaven. It defeats many a shallow faith. It defeats many of a weaker faith. She had come. She had cried. She had poured out her heart. He answered her. Not a word. Now, we understand, as we can look back, that Jesus responds to this woman as he did, not not to destroy or discourage her faith, but actually to draw it out, to, um, to bring it to a deeper and a more developed stage. Her replies throughout the story show Growing, expanding, properly responding. She had delays, but she was not denied. She has delays, but she was not defeated by the detours and the setbacks and the frustration. And we learn here the importance of persistence and perseverance in our prayers and in our faith. Even when it seems like that we're living in verse 23 and we all go through times where it seems like, Lord, awful quiet up there. Lord, awful inactive down here. Even in those times, men and women of a prevailing faith, men and women that have a faith that hang on and believe and trust God, even when things seem contrary, there are people that must continue to seek the face of God regardless. There are people that say, we will. Continue to call on His name even when heaven is silent. We will continue to stand confidently on His Word even when heaven seems like it's turned a deaf ear. We will continue to relentlessly expect that our faith will bear fruit. We will stand and we will believe, knowing that weeping may endure for the night. But praise God, joy is coming in the morning. Delays come and discouragements come, but we recognize that they don't have the last say. We recognize they will not be able to write the last chapter of our book. Our times are in His hands, and He is faithful to keep us from falling. And He is mighty to save, to heal, and deliver us from any trial or trouble. And He is committed to the care of His people. And we think of the story that Jesus once told, uh, and He said, man, I want 
want you to pray and not faint. He talks a story, a parable of a little widow woman that kept hammering at this judge, this wicked, unjust judge, to give her some justice. And he tried to turn her off. He tried to ignore her. But Jesus said she had such a persistent, such a prevailing faith. Finally, the judge says, listen, I don't fear God and don't care about man. She's going to wear me out. Then Jesus says, and will not God? Hear the cries and answer the prayers of His chosen ones that called out to Him day and night. He's saying, if you that are the people of God, if an unjust judge can be moved by by just a widow's perseverance, how much more those that have a Father that loves them and a Father that cares for them, how much more those that will continue to call on His name and bless His name and believe His good promises. This woman that we're reading about in Matthew, um, she, she was a Canaanite, but we are children of the Most High God. She was not part of the covenant, but we possess the covenant and all the wonderful promises of God. She was looking for crumbs, but behold, the healing of Jesus, it's the children's bread. It belongs to us. Healing is the children's bread. And peace that passes understanding is the children's bread. Victory and deliverance and prosperity, the children's bread that belongs to those that call on His name and walk in His ways. There was a death mother that had a daughter in trouble. There was no help from man. There was nothing men could do. She had detours to get around. Detours that tried to discourage her. Detours that tried to send her back from where she came. She had delays that tried to drain her. Drays, uh, delays that tried to delete her faith. We said earlier, sometimes it's just not easy. Ask those four men that carried their paralyzed friend to Jesus. They were sincere. They were properly motivated. They had their faith in the Lord Jesus. But even then, doors are shut. Even then, access is denied. But a prevailing faith recognizes you can close the door. We'll go to the roof. We'll tear through the roof. The Bible says they tore through the roof. And what we might say is a little overboard. Jesus said, I see your faith rise up your sins are forgiven be healed and sometimes it's just not easy and those that'll turn back because of every detour will never make it to where god called them to be but men and women of our prevailing faith they'll stand firm when heaven is silent they'll keep plugging along when men try to resist and reject them If one place doesn't work, they say we'll go to the next. But we will keep seeking and we will keep reaching and we will keep coming until God answers the cry of our hearts. Desperate mother. She had a lot of things going against her. But greater than all those things, she had a devotion and a love for her daughter that wouldn't be denied. She had a faith and a confidence in Jesus Christ that couldn't be denied. You know when faith and love start mixing, mountains start moving. When faith and love start mixing, mountains start moving. This is where some that don't understand the full measure of Bible faith miss it. They think it's some kind of mental thing. I believe, I believe. But Jesus Christ walked in great love and compassion. And real faith works with love. One commentator writes about this woman, heathen she might be, but in her heart there was that love for her child, which is always the reflection of God's love for his children. It was love that made her approach this stranger. It was love which made her accept his silence and yet still appeal. It was love that enabled her to endure the insult. The rejections. It was love that was the driving force in this woman's heart. And may we never ever forget, faith worketh through love. Sometimes if I wonder, why isn't my faith working? Is your love in there? Galatians 5 and verse 6. Let's read this and look at this together. Galatians 5 and verse 6. For in Christ Jesus... Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails, but faith working through love. Faith 
working through love. This mother had a great faith for her daughter. She had a love for her daughter. Love won't be denied easily. Love keeps coming back. Love will endure things for others that we would not endure for ourselves. Love will put up with things for others that we would not put up for ourselves. And when love and faith combine, mountains begin to move. She had a great love and she had a great faith. It's amazing that faith can be found in the strangest places. Jesus never said this to Peter. He never said it to John. Great faith. Great faith. Of all places, not in the temple, not in the seminary. Uh, great faith found among a heathen woman that had heard and believed. She had faith. A foreigner. Excluded from the promises. Unlearned in the covenant. But she had faith. And that faith was in Jesus. Somehow she had heard. And that's why it's so important that people hear. That's why it's so important that you and I are never silent about boasting in the Lord and sharing about the goodness and the greatness of our God. Whether it's putting a track in a knapsack or just sharing with someone at work that you know a God that is alive and well. Because it's as the people hear that faith can come alive. It's as people hear that hope can spring forth from a heart that has been given up on men and given up on life. And this woman had a great love for her daughter, had a great faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. She believed Jesus could do what no one else can do. We believe that Jesus Christ can save to the uttermost. We believe there is no life He cannot forgive. There is no chain He cannot break. We believe that whatever the issue is, if you'll come to Him, He's your answer. If you really surrender to Him, He can work a work that no one else can do. We believe that His name is mightier than any other name. We believe that all power in heaven and earth belongs to Him. We believe He is the way, the truth, and the life. And the only way to get to the Father is through Him. But all can come, and whosoever will, you can come to Jesus. He'll heal your broken heart. He'll set you free from that harassing thing that keeps you up at night. He'll touch you in that place where the physicians of this world cannot even explain why it hurts so bad. Jesus is a great physician. Hear ye, hear ye. Whatever your problem is, is. He'll touch you if you let Him. If you'll come to Him, He'll receive you. If you'll have the faith of this woman to persist and prevail, He will not disappoint you. Oh, somebody, come to Jesus. Don't let past failures hold you back. Don't let difficulties you've gone through with men hold you back. Forget everything else and seek the Lord and He will be found. Call on His name and He'll answer your cry. It's so important that faith is not just faith in faith. Not just faith in whatever. Faith must be in Jesus Christ. Faith in man, faith in philosophy won't do. There is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. She had a love for her child. In a faith in the power of Jesus Christ. And it drove this woman. And it produced in her not only a tenacious faith. We said faith has a tenacity. But a courageous faith. It produced in her a courageous aspect to her faith. It takes courage to come out of your sorrow into his deliverance. It takes courage. It took her courage to cross over the racial barriers, to cross over and come out of religious barriers. It took courage to come out of long-held traditions, past negative experiences, and try again. It takes courage sometimes to receive God's best, to come out of our doubts, to come out of our fears, to come out of our past pains, failures, and experiences. It takes courage to break free of present circumstances that want to hold us and control us and keep us from stepping out and being changed. It takes courage to overcome old beliefs, 
old ways and old lifestyles. It takes courage to change. It takes courage to come. It takes courage to lay it all down and pour out a heart of honesty and say, oh, God, here's the hurt. Oh, God, here's the pain. She had to come out of her place of sorrow to enter into God's place of deliverance. And so do you. The desperate mother and then the discouraged disciples. Look at verse 23 and 24. Jesus answered her not a word. And then the disciples decided to pile on. And they urged him, saying, Lord, just send her away. She's driving us nuts. She, she cries out after us. <laughs> and he answered, I was not sent except lost sheep of Israel. Now, obviously, the, the, the um, disciples, obviously, they didn't have the gift of encouragement that day. And um, we talked about the silence of heaven. But now let's briefly touch on the unkindness and the conduct of men. These are things that can turn people back from pressing their claim and holding on to the promise of God. These are things that can keep us from receiving our reward. Don't let man keep you from receiving your healing, receiving your deliverance, receiving your victory. A prevailing faith has to learn to overlook, to overcome the negative remarks, the unkind words, the insensitive comments and actions that will discourage us, dishearten us, distract us, embitter us. A prevailing faith learns how to overlook such things and goes the distance with a determination to pursue till it prevails. In this walk of faith, there are things to address and there are things to ignore. God give us the wisdom to know what is what. We remember the story of Jairus' daughter. Jairus, a synagogue leader, had a daughter that was on the deathbed. and He came and sought out Jesus. And Jesus said, of course, I'll go with you. And as Jesus is going, there's a crowd around him. And in the midst of him going, there's a woman there that had been bleeding for years and years and years, hemorrhaging to death. And the physicians couldn't help her. And the Bible says how she pressed through the crowd, but she had this thought she had heard. And she had a thought of faith that said, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. And she does. She presses through. She goes through. She fights it. She touches Jesus. Power. Jesus feels power being released from him. And the woman feels the blood drying up. She feels the healing power of God in her body. And Jesus stops and he, he gets time for a testimony, etc. And, and during this time, he begins to go back to Jairus' house. And just then come the, 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 the bad report. And the men say, don't bother the teacher anymore. The girl's dead. Give up hope. Don't bother Jesus. Don't even pray anymore. It's over. But Jesus says something interesting. And the NIV brings it out really neat. Mark 5 and verse 36. Ignoring what they said. You see, people of prevailing faith need to recognize some things we have to address. Some things we have to ignore. If you don't learn to ignore some things, those things are going to entangle you and frustrate you and constantly knock you off the mark. How can I say it? If we're going to be men and women of faith, listen, I'm just telling you, it's your choice. Live how you want to live. If you're going to be a man or woman of prevailing faith, you cannot have thin skin in this present world. Somebody say amen. You can't have thin skin. If you have thin skin, listen, you're just easy prey for the devil. I mean, one person, the music's too loud, and you lost victory for three days. You're just too thin-skinned. If someone didn't smile at you, it's telling you. And devil plays that. Devil's good at what he does. Listen, devil's, devil's better at what he does than most Christians are at what they do. He's been at it a long time. And if you have thin skin, then any negative report, you're doubting. Anything not perfect, you're giving up. It's the opposite of prevailing faith. This woman put up with sly remarks. The deacons, I mean the disciples trying to say, just send her away. Most people, if Jesus don't answer them real quick and heaven's silent, they say, I just give up. 
I tried it for six months. Been living like a devil for 35 years. Try God for six months. It don't work out like they want. They want to go back. No, no, no. Say amen. Come on. You say amen. You know I'm right. Men, you've been living right for 50 years. Say amen. Let the half backslider wake up. Come on. Say amen. God, Lord, help us. Jesus, help us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ignoring what they said. What they said, they don't bother them. She's dead, beyond hope. Ignoring what they said, Jesus said, fear not, just believe. But she's dead, fear not, just believe. But it looks like there's no hope, fear not, just believe. But we tried this before and it was, fear not, just get up and try again. But, 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 but it hurt less, fear not. Don't let the pain from 1996 keep you a slave for the next 20 years. Prevailing faith. It prevails over disappointments. It prevails over setbacks. It prevails over unkind words and cruel remarks. And confusions and disappointments. It refuses to allow those things to have the last word. But continues. To keep its focus on Jesus continues to place its confidence in his unchanging word. Continues to press on, press in, reach forward, asking, believing, and expecting God to do what only he can do. Mm, Hallelujah. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Faith gets tested and faith gets tried. But we choose to keep our focus on the Lord and our confidence in His Word. And like the prophets of old, we declare none of these things shall move us. They try to hurt us. They try to offend us. They try to intimidate us. We've made up our minds. We're going to prevail. None of these things will move us. That past pain will not be my slave master. That past failure will not be my rule. But I will call and I will trust and I will believe. Reread a story. It bears repeating. It's called the parable of the overcomer. I reread it this week and it kind of reminded me of this woman with prevailing faith. A woman that was able to take everything that seemingly was negative from men, from hell, even seemingly from God, and just kind of shake it off and press on. Not thin-skinned. The old story, now if you're an animal lover, it's just a story, so don't, 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 don't lose your victory here. The parable of an old dog that fell into the farmer's well and after assessing the situation, the old farmer sympathized with the dog. We realized the dog was pretty much ready to go anyhow, and neither the dog nor the well were really worth saving. So he planned on burying that old mutt and figured, I'll just throw some dirt on there, and we'll just bury him, and we'll kill two birds. We'll get, take care of the well. We'll fill up the well, and we'll take care of that dog. Well, that farmer began shoveling. You can imagine that dog started freaking out at first. So would I, amen. Again, a little hysterical. But then finally the dog got an got a, got a idea of faith. The dog said, you know what, every time that hurts me, if I just shake it off, I'm going to step on up. And then another, another dirt, I'll shake it off and step back up. Shake it off, step back up. He kept doing that. After a while, he was able to step over. You know, it's a good thing to tell ourselves when unkind words and attacks that try to bring doubt and unbelief Try to bring us down. Shake it off. Step on up. Shake it off. Step on up. And we will find in life that the things hell sends to bury you, God will use to elevate you and enable you to walk higher than you've ever walked before. A prevailing faith is a great faith. Not because it has some great ability, I believe, I believe, but because it has the determination 
and the endurance to overcome the many things. And I say again, many things. And we say it over and over again. It's not always easy. But a a prevailing faith has that resolve and determination to continue on and to believe on and not to be turned back or denied by the many things that will try to suffocate it, embitter it, frustrate it, or knock it off course. We see the desperate mother. We see the discouragement of the disciples. And then finally, the delivering of the Savior. Look at you, would it, at at, um, verses 24 and 25 and 26. But he answered, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then she came and worshipped, saying, Lord, help me. Wow, when in doubt, worship him. Nothing else to say, worship him. Some would have walked away bitter. I'll never go back again. Some would have walked away and said, I tried so hard. I did this. Ever hear it? I did, blah, 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 blah. I did this. I did that. And he didn't give me a word. Not this woman. You see, not only did she have a great trial and a great problem, she had a great attitude. And our great attitudes will determine a lot of our altitude. <laughs> you can mark that down. We noticed something about Go ahead and put the PowerPoint up there if you would. A delivering Savior of his faith knows how to worship. Jesus said, I'm not sent to you. What are you going to do then? She says, I'll bow down and worship. Jesus says, I don't give the children bread to the little puppies. She says, yeah, call me a puppy if you want, but I'll take the crumbs. Knows how to agree. Faith knows how to receive. But finally at the end, Jesus says, Woman, great is your faith. Whatever you want, you got it. Very quickly, we look at this. Faith, verse 25, knows how to worship. When I'm distraught and I'm discouraged, when I can't understand him, I can praise him. When it seems like he's not answering, I can still draw near and with a humble heart worship and praise his holy name. While you wait, worship Him. While you are waiting for that answer to come, worship Him. While the critics croak and the naysayers nay, choose to worship Him and bless Him. But faith knows how to agree. Notice how Jesus says here, um, uh, it's not good, verse 26, it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to dogs. Think about that. Throw it to little dogs. Now, now she hears that, and instead of being offended by that, she actually uses that. She takes a hold of his words, and she uses them to press her plea. Instead, of, she, she's, He's saying, listen, um, uh, it's not right to take the children's bread and give it to dogs. And the word he uses is little dogs, the puppies under the table. And she's, she agrees. You know, if we're going to get saved, we have to agree with what God said. Amen? If we're going to walk, we've got to agree with what the word says. And she's simply saying, Lord, you're right. I'm not one of the covenant people. I'm an outsider. But then she takes his words, his very words, and uses them to make her plea. She accepts her place. She believes his word. And she persists. And Jesus not only meets her need, but he commends her faith. She says, Lord, I'll take the crumbs. Your kids aren't eating too well. Anyhow, I'll take the crumbs. And faith knows how not only to agree, But faith knows how to receive from a distance, from a distance. The little girl is healed. Let me close this up. Great faith knows how to take God at his word and refuse to let go until God brings the answer. And God has not changed. God still has power. It has not diminished. And God still honors faith that prevails. So this is what we want to do as we close. Two thoughts here. Two thoughts. God hasn't changed. His power hasn't diminished. And he still honors faith. So number one, if you need a touch, come and let God touch you. If you need to make a fresh commitment to God, come and make a fresh commitment. Or maybe you're like this mother. And there is someone dear to you in a desperate place. And they need the help that only Jesus can give. Well, then why don't you just stand for them? Release your faith and call on the Lord for them. In the same way this woman 
little daughter got healed at a distance. Our faith here can touch our loved ones at the ends of the earth. So let's do that. Go ahead and stand with me if you would. I'm going to pray the blessing. And if you need a touch from God, He'll touch you. But if you have a loved one that is in a desperate place, stand for them. Ask God to touch them. Believe God to touch them. Believe God. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you that nothing is too hard for you. Help us, oh God, to develop a prevailing faith in our lives. Help us to be a man and women of a tenacious and courageous faith. Not easily discouraged or offended. But men and women who know how to keep our focus on you when the enemy tries to distract us. Men and women who know how to continue to press on in you when the enemy tries to defeat us. In Jesus' name, Father, help us to develop a prevailing faith. Secondly, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would touch those here today that are in need of a healing touch. I pray for those battling migraines. Let that thing go and never return again in Jesus' name. Pray for heartaches. Those whose hearts have been broken. Now you'd pour in your healing oil, that balm of Gilead. You'd impart a peace. Pray this morning, O God, for those that are battling restlessness. Let that restlessness go in Jesus' name. Let that harassing thing cease in Jesus' name. Give them a sweet night's sleep. And Father, now we pray for others. We stand this morning and we approach you, Lord Jesus, on behalf of a loved one or a friend that is in a desperate place, a situation that only you have the cure for. Father, in Jesus' name, Oh, God, we believe you're able to bring that loved one back. We believe you're able to work in that relationship. We believe you're able to drive out that disease, to set that person free from that spirit of confusion. And we ask you, oh, God, To release your mighty power in that situation, Father, in the name of Jesus, wherever they're at. We know there's no distance here. You are able, O God, to touch them right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, drive out that infirmity. Break that deception. Whatever it takes, O God, work in that situation. Your powerful and perfect work. Let every harassing spirit go in Jesus' name. Let every oppression disperse in Jesus' name. Let that inner ache begin to diminish, diminish, diminish. Fade away. In Jesus' name, let divine peace rest. Be imparted in Jesus' name. Oh, God. Father, do what only you can do. Touch that loved one with your mighty power. Set them free for your glory and your honor. Now, Father, bless this altar time. Breathe your breath of life. Release the stream of your healing virtue. In Jesus' name, amen.
thank you for your great love and your mighty power. We thank you, Lord. That you'll not only touch us that are here, but you'll honor our faith. And you'll work in our families. You'll work in our relations. That you'll allow us, Lord, to use our faith to see others free, to see others healed, to see others comforted and delivered. Father God, I pray again, honor the faith of your dear ones as they have believed. Grant them the desires of their heart as they have called on you in faith. Release the working of your power and let them hear the good report. Let them hear the good report. For each one that is here today that has a need, let them walk in the fullness of the victory. Let them leave behind that area of struggle and walk in a new place of strength, of life, and of peace. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, God bless you. Have a great afternoon. We'll see you tonight.